so Luke, I have a question for you. Um, okay. If you had to rank your own trade value, like how high would it be? Like, would you say you're like a very tradable person or like, you know, would you kind of like, what would be like some of the factors you would say that would really entice you to like, you know, uh, so what is your, what is your trade value in your own opinion? Probably pretty poor. Okay. Um, don't think I'm all that value. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, uh, we're off to no a great one, start, by the way. <laughs> yeah. No one wants me. I'm getting thrown from blog to blog. It just, you know. Yeah. Well, it's I will like, say this. Uh, you're, um, I think, uh, in terms of Japer's rink, uh, you're definitely one of our, you know, MVPs. Uh, I am oh, not. Oh. You actually write things. So I, I don't okay. even do that really anymore. So and yeah. uh, JP's going to yell at me after hearing this and say, Greg, you need to write things in like fair. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll rank your trade values high, though. I mean, your, your, oh, your knowledge of the Capitals' prospects is – Pretty much like second to none, I think, among the Capitals bloggers here, which is awesome. And then, yeah, so I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a high trade value ranking. Oh, um, it, hopefully, by the end of this, you'll rate me highly. Although, look, I mean, we we we're an objective podcast, <laughs> so you know, if you wanna, if you wanna like uh, rank me below, uh, I actually don't even know who my lowest was at this point. It's it's yeah, but uh, but anyways, yeah. So uh, let's start the show, shall we? Welcome back to Japers Rink Radio. I'm your host, Greg Young. And uh, today I'm joined by uh, Luke Adamanis. Uh, he is a, a Japers Rink writer who specializes in prospects and covering the team. So, Luke, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty darn good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I think this is your first time on Japers Rink Radio. Um, so, how about you uh, introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, yeah. Um, my name is Luke Adamanis. I've been writing about the caps for i don't know four years ish i would say just it started just writing my own stuff and then you know went to different places and i'm now at japers doing my thing um but i'm you know a longtime hockey fan and player but i've always enjoyed writing about you know yelling about them uh so it's fun that people actually sometimes listen so yeah. uh you know I, I will say this too. I think, um, and I know we've joked about this before that, uh, I think a lot of my Twitter experience is just saying, yeah, I agree with what Luke said. So, <laughs> it's yeah. And so I, I think I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed your writing and everything like that. And, uh, I think you've been a really valuable addition to the site. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to, uh, you know, kind of dive into this. So I'm going to introduce the concept a little bit. So the, the concept okay. today is trade value rankings and, I am kind of just stealing this idea from Fangraphs. So, sorry, Fangraphs, you have a great idea. I'm stealing it. Um, so, the idea is, with this concept, so what Luke and I have both done is, separately, we have analyzed all 23 Capitals players and and rated them, in or uh, ranked them in terms of the value that they would bring back in a trade. So... Factors in here are going to be stuff like the age of the player, you know, uh, the contract of the player. I mean, and in the NHL, I would actually argue contract value is something that's going to be really important because 
you know, the NHL, is a, unlike baseball, is a hard salary cap league. So, you know, it's going to be one of those uh, things where a, ca- a player that makes a, a lot less money, you know, even if maybe they are not as valuable on the ice, is just going to be very, very important. So that's another thing. And uh, production, obviously, is going to matter, too, you know, and I think how you define production can be kind of variable. And I think, Luke, I'm, I'm sure we're going to have some different ideas on this list, and I'm excited to kind of dive in. But uh, that uh, ready, ready to get started here? Yes, sir. Let's All do right. It. So that being said, uh, Luke, who was the number one capital? We're going to spoil everything right away, but that's fine. Uh, Luke, <laughs> who is the number one capital on your capital's trade value list? In terms of taking everything into account, yes, uh, I actually... In how they're playing right now, I put Carlson. Interesting. Okay. Now, give give me give me your argument for John Carlson. So for Carlson, he's I mean obviously the first I think a lot of people are gonna say Ovechkin, but if you're taking in age, thir- John, Carlson's thirty. He's on what a lot of people thought, including me, maybe an overpaid contract, but eight million for the output he's doing is that's like prime. That just a you're getting a lot of value from him alone in terms of everything, his cap and his, the points he's putting up. And the position he plays, being a right-handed shot, top pair defenseman is tough to come by. Uh, it's yeah. one of the hardest things to come by in the league. And so just ba- bouncing off of Alex Ovechkin, just him being 34, a 9.5 million cap hit, uh, you know, he's still great. He still probably can put up at least 40 goals. But... Uh, wingers are always probably the least valuable player in terms of position, um, you know, and eventually. Yeah. So I went with Carlson. That's my number one. That's a good one. That's a good one. I, I, uh, I will, I will unveil him later. Uh, not, not very much later though, because yeah. I have him also okay. very high on this list. Uh, but my number one is actually, uh, Jacob Rana. Um, oh. I think that if you look at him, he's on pace for some, like 30 something goals and, uh, you know, right now, I think, if you look at him, he's only 23 years old. So I think that his best hockey is still in many ways ahead of him. Um, Carlson, this is, like, kind of his peak, right? Like, I would be—and his peak is amazing. It's so much higher than I ever thought it would be. But for me, Vrana is someone that I expect to get better, and on top of that is making less than half of Carlson right now. And there's a caveat to this, obviously, which is that, you know, Vrana only has one more year left on a eminently now reasonable $3.35 million yeah. a year. But I look at him and I'm like, you know, I, that's just such an incredible value for what he's giving yeah. them right now, you know, which is arguably, like, one of the better wingers just in general right now. And so that's the one where I am just, like— Always floored watching him, and, you know, I'm going to be really curious to see what his next contract looks like, because I I don't, I don't know about you, but I kind of think that at some point they're going to need to get that deal done, right? Like, he needs to be a capital for, I think, as long as he wants to be, right? Yeah, they should, this summer, they should, as soon as they can, I think July 1st, they can start it. I could be wrong. Yes, but I'm no, you're sure. right. So they should instantly, they shouldn't wait any longer nope. to sign him for a long-term deal. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's one where, you know, we've talked about, and I've openly talked about this on Twitter, that uh, Holpe, who is going to be, I think, a little lower on this list, yeah. uh, is someone that, you know, once he leaves, which I'm kind of almost treating it as inve- inevitability at this point, I would expect a lot of the savings that they will have earmarked from him to go to Vrana for a long-term extension. So, yeah. Um, all right. So, um, Luke, who is your number two person? Uh. 
I I actually then I went straight to the the source. I went with Ovi. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think just his goal his goal scoring ability. He can just completely change a team's power play. I mean, he's instant threat on the power play. Yep. Um, if you know forty goals, he is older, but like I say, he's probably gonna hit forty goals this year. He'll probably hit it next year too. And scoring goals is the hardest thing to do in the league. So yeah. Um, I went with him as the second most valued trade asset. All right. I'm going to ask a side question here. Give me Ovechkin's next contract. So, well, let me preface that with how wrong I was about Backstrom's contract. (laughs) I thought it was going to be four years, eight and a half million per. I was like, I felt pretty comfortable. I think I compared it to Joe Thornton's when he he signed a deal at the age of 30, uh, but it's 32. He signed a deal in San Jose at 32. Yeah. So I just did the exact duplicate. I think it was like, oh, it's like eight and a half million. So I was wrong on that. Uh, but again, I didn't really take into effect that he could back from can get whatever he wants, just like Ovi can get whatever he wants. Yeah. But I still think Ovi will maybe be a little bit nice because Backy was paid so low for so long. I think he'll be. I I honestly think he'll be he'll come in less than Backstrom. I think he'll be like. Eight-ish. Interesting. Yeah. But I, but that's because, I don't know. I think, yeah. I think you'll do that to stay here and finish with Backstrom. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. And I will also caveat this by saying that I I looked back at my Vrana prediction because I gave an official one, and I was also wrong about yeah, it because I, I had him at uh, – I, I had the I had the right amount of years. I had him at five years, but uh, I had him at uh, I think it was like seven and a half a mil because I looked at the closest comparable I could actually find to him was the Matt Duchesne contract in a weird way because that was like one of the more recent high paying center contracts, you know. And obviously, yeah. I think Backstrom at his prime is much much better, you know. But Duchesne was a little younger, yada yada. So yeah. I looked at Duchesne money and I took a little bit off of that, and I ended up I think it was like five years uh like 46 or like i forget but i think i had his annual value at seven and a half which was way lower than yours so, <laughs> and way lower than what it actually was so yeah. i think the moral of the story is that we should all just hire nicholas backstrom to be our yeah. agent huh? yeah. <laughs> all right yeah. um i'm gonna i'm gonna just preface this that this is gonna be I'm, I'm gonna just embrace the hot take culture and embrace a player that i love and Talk about on the Japers Link Slack all the time. Mm. A defenseman that is not John Carlson, but who I think has one of the more reasonable contracts in the NHL. Um, A player who I think is a number one or two defenseman who the Capitals have locked up for a significantly long time, who I love enjoy and enjoy watching him play. And I think he's incredibly valuable. And that is Dmitry Orlov. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Yeah. I think that if you look at Orlov, he's a little bit younger than Carlson. You look at Orlov, he's yeah. Let me. I'm looking this up right now. He is 28, so he is right in his prime, and he is signed for another four years at only 5.1 million. So yeah. I, I am just yeah. Like Orlov to me is just someone who I think is chronically underpaid. I almost feel bad that he signed that contract <laughs> when he did because I think, and particularly I look at this year and I think he's someone that you know really has kind of come into his own and is maybe, you know, one of, is I think a legit top pairing defenseman at this point in his career. And that's just really valuable. And 5.1 mil for the next four years is just incredibly reasonable. It's a, it's, it's kind of incredible how you, every game I watch, I'm just like blown away by how good he is. He just does everything so well. Yes. It's it's so refreshing to see because last year there's a little worry 
because yep. I mean, it's getting started really poorly that first half. And unbeknownst to a lot of people, they finished strong that last back half. I, I remember I did yes, a number they did. last year, but they were like at 54 expected goals after the All-Star game through the playoffs. Yep. They were really good. But that first half was just so bad that everyone was like, oh, no, Orlov sucks. Let's get rid of him. But now he's just back to his usual, just steady, so great at both ends of the ice. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And uh, and I think the other thing, too, that was interesting is, I mean, Niskanen has not been bad this year either. Yeah. Like, apart from him, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. I, here's the other question. I, the side question I have with Orlov is, I know, and because I, I think we've both run the numbers on this. When Orlov plays with Carlson, their numbers are, like, insanely good. <laughs> like, I, I, I continue to think that there's a role for that strategically at certain points yeah, in the sure. ice. You know, do you, do you see a future with that at all? Yeah, well, I think I think it's smart not to put them together all the time, but I think it would be a really smart idea to start doing it. And I've seen it a couple times, Reed and throwing out there when we need goals, and I think yes. it would be really huge in the playoffs. Like, have that in your pocket. Like, mm-hmm. not just when we need goals, but like, hey, maybe we should just play them the whole game with them together. Like, yeah, skate them thirty good, minutes a night or whatever. It's yeah, the playoffs. Yeah. Who cares? It's a good you know, option because they are yeah. incredible together. Yes, they are. All right, Luke, who is your number three? The um, well, well, this I want to preface everything with. I, yes. I, I know it's a trend that you go with and what I go with is I think I go with how I think the league sees our team. Okay. And I think you see it as um, like having Ron number one, like that makes total sense because we know how good he is. Yes. And I think he's not, not a lot of people around the league know how good he is because there's like, they might just look at the stats and they say, yeah, he's good, but they're not looking like, man, he gets probably five less minutes than he should a game, basically. Yes. Um, you know, and then we know his underlining stats, how much he impacts offense mm-hmm. and defense. So, like, I think that's, so I go, I'm just going, I think it's a good thing that we have different viewpoints. Yeah, agreed. You going so, so then I, you know, the way I look at how a team would, if, if a team was looking at us, what they would offer. And so yeah. that's why I call us an Ovi. And then I just went with the, the obvious again. I just went with, uh, maybe I'll, maybe do this one. I think it would be, mm, I made this list before Backstrom signed. But yes. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I made it right after he signed. So that, okay. it, that affected things a little bit. In yeah, actually exactly. a pretty obvious way for me. And now yeah. thinking, uh, maybe not because he's getting paid 9.2 next year, but yeah. He's just so, but he's loved around the league. I mean, yes. he's probably the most overrated, underrated player. Yeah. Everyone talks about. <laughs> he's always under on the most underrated list, like top. And so, but. He could join the Sean Couturier club in a way. Yeah, yeah. Well, he kind of created the Sean Couturier club, I feel like. Who did? Or Backstrom, you know, like oh, the, yeah, yeah. the constantly, they're so underrated all of the time. And everyone always says they're underrated to where I think they're just rated now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think a team would love to get their hands on a back from, especially a, yeah. uh, for playoffs. I think he would be a – he's just so such a good two-way player, good leader. He does yep. everything. I'm sure coaches – I mean every coach has ever had him loves him. So yep. that, that was, that's why that was my number three. Interesting. All right. So I did not have him number three. Number three, I actually – I did – I went with Carlson there. I okay. think that he's uh, – you know, and I think – I was, I will fully admit, I was not expecting him to be this high going into the year. Like, I, well, or particularly, you know, even after he signed the, you know, massive extension, like, two years ago. Because I, I was, I I don't know if you, I was of kind of mixed opinions of that contract extension when it was, or when it was first signed, you know. Oh, me too. I was like, that's too much, but where else you can get a top pair 
right-handed guy. I guess you got to overpay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have not over. It's, it's yeah. turned out like magnificently. And that's actually the theme, I think, of a couple of contracts that we will find later on this list of contracts that I think really could have gone poorly, but really kind of they've, you know, worked out for the Capitals in a way. Mm. So there's yeah. another, I think, giant example of that that's going to come bo- later in both of our lists. But that's that's kind of where I'm at. So yeah. uh, Carlson, I mean, three for me. Uh, who did you go with for number four? Uh, I followed that trend and I went with uh, Kuznetsov. I, okay. stuck, I stuck with the center again. Yeah. I think that would just bring the most value. I mean, centers are probably going to bring the most value of anybody. So his creativity, I know. He's garbage defensively. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> if that's an understatement. Um, but also seven seven point eight mil for what is arguably number one, if not number two center, very that's that's yeah. a, that's what you would expect to pay at this yeah, point. Yeah, and he can get uh what is what is he I think he's having like a quietly good offensive year, isn't he? Like yes. cause he's having such a we're hating on his like defensive play. But I'm sorry, it's looking up right now. Yeah, so he's yeah. forty two points in 40, 44 games, so Right, right, right. Where do you expect him to be at this point? Yeah, like he's a point per player. That's you know that's hard to come by. Nothing. Yeah. With, uh, him yeah. from a three or a four. Yeah. No, that that makes all the sense in the world. Um. All right. Well, I'm 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 bringing the hot takes on this episode because okay. I'm going to go another one that's a little off the board here uh, uh-huh. for number four. Uh, what if I can tell you that there was. There's only a couple of capitals on entry-level contracts right now. And, you know, like, true entry-level hasn't even gotten their first RFA payday. And uh, there's one that I think might be about to take a top capitals job that has been established for a very long time. Uh, And all while doing it is only making uh, under a million dollars a year for the next two years before he's going to get paid in RFA land. Um, My number four is Ilya Samsonov. Mm. Um I and this is an aggressive pick and I am just going to I'm going to embrace it. Like I yeah. look at his just pure trade value and I say if I can get a goalie that I really like on an ELC and you know have him do really well and not have to pay him because you look at goalies that get paid and they're almost universally terrible contracts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And we might be adding Braden Holpe to that list pretty soon unfortunately yeah. uh it, after his next payday. Um yeah, I, I look at Samsonov and I'm like, wow, I would really love to have that on my team. So my number four, Ilya Samsonov. I, I don't disagree. It's it's funny how Cavs fans are extremely spoiled with our goalies. Yes. Like for a decade, over a decade, we've been like, what's the, why is the league freaking out? Why, like we look at even Toronto, they can't have, they don't have a good backup goalie and they're losing games no. because of yeah. playing Anderson all the time. He's getting tired and losing games because of that. And then you see Philadelphia. I can't believe you'd be impugning the great goaltending of Michael Hutchinson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I'd probably put him out there to pasture. Yeah. But he, and Philadelphia, they didn't have a goalie for – they finally got Hart. Yeah, uh, who's now yeah, hurt because he has to be overplayed. Yeah, exactly. And then he just got injured. Yeah. He's probably been overplayed. So that's – I mean, and we've we've had what? For a while we had Varlamov, Neurith, Pulpy, Grubauer, and now Samsonov. Yeah. Like, and even – I think Vanacek is extremely underrated in our system. I can see him being a good backup at some point. So yeah, like so yeah, having a good goalie is a great com- commodity, especially one making under a million dollars. Yes. <laughs> And yeah, like and then I mean, it look if he then struggles in the next couple of years or so, like 
he'll just make less, you know, than yeah. that. And like, I, I do wonder, like, you know, at some point, like the capitals are going to probably have to pay him more, obviously. But, you know, I think, I think I, I, you look at it and you're like, wow, this is such a good position for the capitals to be in, to be like, look, let's just see how he goes. You know, and if he struggles, yeah. we can, you know, make a swing for a veteran goalie. That's what you can, I feel like always do, but you know, just like, I, I think the Capitals seem like they're in pretty good shape with uh, Samsonov as in the reins. So that being said, um, who did you have at the? Have you already gone with your fourth spot? I forget. I yeah, think you did, four. right? Kuznetsov. So who is yeah. your number five? Five. I went back and forth. Um, wait, I might switch it again. <laughs> That's okay. Bring um, it on. Because again, I'm thinking. I'm thinking what the league sees when they look at us. Sure. I had. I'll, I won't say who I had, but I think I'll bump up Wilson. Okay. Because I think I think it's a very defensible pick. Yeah, every team would kill to have Wilson on their team. The teams that hate us, he's such a we use the word unicorn because he is. He's this big book guy, but he's fast as hell and he's a lot more skilled than people think. Yes. Uh, so it's just like, there's no one else like that in the league. Like maybe Reeves, but he's not as skilled. Uh, you, there's just there's Fisher out in Arizona, but he's not as skilled. Uh, Ant- yeah. Josh Anderson in Columbus was looking like him but he hasn't done much this year so it's just like i think in, in the playoffs he pays huge dividends with his physicality so yeah. as long as he's not crossing the line which he hasn't in a while um knock on wood but yeah, <laughs> yeah i think yeah i think you could get a huge haul yes. for, for someone like him so yeah, i bumped I, I just bumped him up no i th- i think that makes a lot of sense and i think that he's someone that just lives in the head of like teams in the league to a way that is just like genuinely startling. Like, I mean, (laughs) even like teams, not even the division, like Ryan Reeves was just like randomly telling teams on the East coast. Like, uh, yeah, I'm the answer to your Tom Wilson problem, which is like, no, you're, you're just not. Cause you're not very good. (laughs) (laughs) And Tom Wilson is like, you know, a Yahoo level people and yada, yada, but like, he's actually good at hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Extremely. Yeah. And Reeves, Reeves, I'll give Reeves this. He's, I think he's the only guy that has ever – he can beat Wilson in fights and stuff. Yes. But, I mean, when you sit on the fourth line and that's all you're doing, like Wilson's going to be out there, you know, way more than you are. And he's going to be doing more damage points-wise than you are. So, yes. whatever. Yeah. Agreed. 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 Ryan Reeves, obnoxious. Um. So, um, I, I went number five. I, I went Alex Ovechkin. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I, he's yeah. – We've we've said it already. He is the uh, the greatest goal scorer in NHL history. I think at this point, just pure goal scorer. Like yeah. he is. We're at that point now. I think where you yeah. just start saying that. You know, he is unbelievable. He's seemingly like I think the non goal scoring parts of his game are probably starting to slow down a little bit. Like you know, a you look at it, you're like defensively, yeah, like you know, he just doesn't quite have the speed anymore on the stuff like the back check and stuff like that you know but he's i think someone that's really kind of figured out how to modulate his game in a way that is really remarkable right like he's it was no guarantee that alex ovechkin was going to figure out you know how to keep producing these kind of goals at this point in his career you know and it's just remarkable like i Every single day that I watch the Capitals, I try to tell myself I'm so lucky that I get to watch this guy play, yeah. and it's just incredible. So I have number, I have Alex Ovechkin number five. That sound about right? Yeah, and going along with your point, it's kind of unreal his health. Yes, like someone that plays like him, he somehow has only missed like thirty something games, and most of that is due to suspensions yes. or <laughs> missing the All Star game. Like, yeah, 
It's it's kind of unreal how much of a it is uh, insane. Is. Yeah, I, I think I think my favorite Ovechkin anecdote about injury was there was a game I think it was against the Le- a playoff game against the Leafs where he took this just like horrific looking hit and you're like wow mm. he might be out for like forever. Yeah, this is like a de- devastating that. looking injury and then he comes back out and looks <laughs> great and then like afterwards it's revealed that he was just like hanging out in the locker room like drinking a coke. <laughs> it's just like yeah. that rules he's so good that's amazing yeah. I love yeah, every time he gets hurt now i'm like oh he'll be out next next shift he falls yes. down like on the ice and everyone's freaking out I'm like he'll be he'll be back yes agreed agreed all right um all right number number six who did you have um i went i went with uh verana yeah okay. just for the same points you did he's cheap uh he's still i mean he's people don't realize how good he is still um but I mean, I'm sure people they're still seeing 20 plus goals. He hit 20 goals, right? That's what yeah. just so he hit 20 goals. He's uh, what is he? 3.3 million. He's 23 years old. So yeah, yeah. I don't think it's easy for people to take him as next value. Yeah, agreed, agreed. He rules. Um, I I at number six. Uh, I I went with Kuznetsov here. Um. Mm. I think for similar reasons, you know, now we're going to start getting a little overlap here so we can yeah, kind of exactly. get through a couple of these decently quickly. But, uh, yeah. you know, I think that Kuznetsov to me here is, I think this is actually a pretty fair contract. Like, I think that, you know, he's not someone I think that's ever going to, maybe ever is a strong word because he's done it in limited chances, like, you know, and did it in the playoffs. But I wonder if he's ever going to be defensively strong enough to be like a true quote unquote number one center. But mm-hmm. I mean, what he is is insanely valuable still, right? Like, yeah. he is someone that is a dynamic skater, is someone that is remarkable at producing offense, is someone that I think that probably his expected goals, like, four generated numbers are probably a little lower just because than they should be because he's such a brilliant cross-ice passer, and I think sometimes that gets a little underrated about him in some of the mm-hmm. metrics. But, I, I I, mean, I'm, I always say, like, you know, when he is engaged, there is – not many people better in the league in terms of just create creating individual offense. So, you know, are there times where I roll my eyes and, you know, say, yeah, like he's annoying and probably needs to play a lot better defense. Yeah. And it's, it's becoming a problem, but I, you know, you look at him like, man, I'm just glad I glad I'm glad I have him on my team. versus <laughs> yeah. the other teams. Exactly. You just don't know when he's going to show up, but when he shows up, it's kind of like, I don't think he's as bad as Semin. Yes. You get that comparison a lot, but it's, in that same vein of like, man, but when he shows up, it's just, it's unreal to watch. There's no one else in the league that can, seems like that can do what he does. Yes. Yeah. And I think he's been a little more engaged this year too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I know the defensive numbers are still garbage. Like, and yeah. you know, that's now been a couple of years and I'm wondering like, you know, if, as long as he's playing with Ovechkin, I think I, I question, you know, how good their defense is going to really be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, you know, at the same time, like I think that he, he's just, continuing to produce points and is someone that's really valuable. So, uh, so yeah, I have Kuznetsov at one, two, three, four, five, seven, I th- or six. Uh, who did you have after, uh, I think you had, uh, who's, who's your next guy up? Uh, I'm looking at these next four and I'm, and I don't know who to pick next. Um, I'm going to go with Samsonov. Okay. Um, and again, I think we're overlapping here. It's just the same reasons you said he's cheap. Yep. He's looking like he's going to be. I, I, I mean, we're not supposed to get excited about anybody, except especially goalies because they're such voodoo. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, you just never know. But man, I've been I've been loving this kid since you know the KHL. Uh, he's, he had the best KHL season ever as a 19 year old. Yeah. Uh, so it's just like 
and then he just and then last year he killed it. Uh, he struggled the first couple months to adapt to the North American game, but I, I forget I did the numbers again. But from yeah. January from the end of December on, he has like a nine twenty five save percentage and like five shutouts or. And now he's just now he has like a nine. He's leading all rookies in goaltending this year in the NHL. Yep. Um, so yep. I think the future is extremely bright to have him at 22 years old. Uh, you know, you're set for a while on goal. Yeah. Agreed. 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 Uh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna let's let's buzz through some of these. Uh, number seven, I have Tom Wilson. Uh, I I agree with all of what you said about you know him. I think he's really developed, I think, into what really is, like, the best-case scenario for what he was when he was drafted, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that... And I... And the amazing part of that is Adam Oates, like, I feel like almost destroyed him as a player, right? (laughs) Like, I can't think of a player who was arguably, like... I mean, Adam Oates mismanaged a lot of players, and I think you had a tweet uh, about, like, the lineup seven years ago and how much of a disaster it was. (laughs) Um, But I think it was, like, Joey Crabb was in there, which is a deep, deep cut. uh, (laughs) Deep, deep cut of the Capitals. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, Wilson is someone that really, I think, has overcome really, I think, just being seen incorrectly, right? Like, as someone who just didn't have talent and just was going to fight all day. And... Really, I think, kind of learned to shirk that role a little bit and become who he is now, which is just a tremendously valuable player. I like, I look at even the game like last night, you know, like on Ovechkin's first goal. Who was that that was in the corner, like winning a puck battle? It was Tom Wilson. And he's someone that I think, you know, I give, I give Trotz and I give Reardon a lot of credit for Wilson because I think that, you know, when he signed that contract, the, you know, it's five, he now has five years left of 5.17, you know, you're like, wow, that's not a great contract for yeah. the amount of offense he was producing at the time. But I think that he's really turned into something that's really valuable for the capital. So I give them a lot of credit. Um, okay. I think we're at number, number seven or are you, are we at eight now? I think think eight yes all right eight. eight who do you have at number eight uh i put holpy in there i went okay. back at goaltenders he's struggling but you know teams value the hell out of winners and he's won a cup he's won a yep. bet uh uh i think there's an argument that he's not playing so well mentally because he doesn't have a contract i can see that being a big hurdle for some some players like man this is my contract year i don't have anything set up you know, yeah. that gets in your head, and then... I don't, know, I don't know if that's the case, but I can just see No, that. I could definitely see it. I mean, he's yeah. someone that, like... Look, we all know he's probably not going to be back next year, right? Yep. And this is exactly. the only team he's ever played for, like, in the NHL level. And so, yeah, like, that would bug me, too, right? Like, you know, you see Backstrom get this massive extension. You know, you see a lot, basically the entire core minus Rana locked up long-term. And, you know, you're kind of the guy that's out there alone a little. And yeah, that would be, that'd be tough, I think, you know? Yeah. And so I think a lot of teams would see value in getting him, signing him yeah. and getting a better player for it. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so I went with him. That's good. That's good. All right. Um, I, at number eight, went with a player we actually have not mentioned yet. Um, I think if you could tell me I could get a number three, a uh, third line center, for four years at 3.5 mil, I'd take it in three seconds. And it's someone who stealthily behind the scene has kind of like looked way better, I think, than you know, advanced stats wise than you would expect. And that's mm-hmm. Lars Eller. I have mm-hmm. like that was a contract when it was signed. I liked it, but didn't love it. But it's mm-hmm. another one of those little gotcha. contracts the Capitals keep signing where you're like, wow, that's a Hello? lot of value, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. He's great. He's great. Um, all right. Let's keep going with number nine. Who do you have at nine? Um, I did, have we not talked about Oshie yet? 
No, we have not. No, yeah. Uh, I think his contract is a little iffy going into his later years and yeah. all the what he's had like five concussions or something. Yes. <laughs> so it's very risky, but man, he's a team leader. He's so he's just great on the ice, great yeah. in the corners, uh, slick ass hands. Um, you know, I think people would team. He's kind of like a backstrom. I think every team would want him because the coaches would love him. They know he. Yeah. At both ends, and he's can do he can do everything on uh, power play and penalty kills. So yeah, agreed, yeah. agreed. Um, all right. Well, my number nine, and this is gonna surprise people because I hadn't mentioned him yet. Um, I after Backstrom signed his contract extension, I I bumped him down a little bit, and I I just because I think nine point two, particularly going towards the end of that contract, because that contract doesn't even start until next year. Mm, um, yeah. You know, I, 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 I'm a little, maybe not nervous, like, cause I think that he's going to probably age into Thornton land, right? You know, just yeah, be yeah. a very good passer as someone who both of them, you know, I think Backstrom at this point seems like he's kind of on a hall of fame trajectory at this point, you know, still is almost a point of game player, plays great defense, yada, yada. But I, you know, I'm a little worried about the latter part of that contract. I, mm-hmm. I signed that contract in three seconds, right? Like, I think that it's. I, I understand why the Capitals did it, and I would have done the same thing, but I am a little nervous about the back half of that contract. So that's yeah. I, that's that's kind of why I dinged him a little bit and put him maybe kind of more to the mid tier here. Uh, do you have a number ten, and then we're gonna we're gonna let you talk about prospects after this? Uh, number ten is Orlov. Okay. Um, again, I think he's way more valuable valuable than the tenth. I would not have had him in top five easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, it's just how the view, because looking as teams are looking, they're like, oh, he's such a quietly great player. Yes. So he just doesn't make a lot of noise. So I don't think he would garner as much value as we know him for. Yeah. But, and we already talked to him. I don't need to talk we about did. him. We did. We did. And uh, we talked, we talked about my number 10. Uh, and, I, cause I, and I think you did a good job of kind of breaking down the concerns, but also, you know, like good parts of it too. I, number 10, I had TJ Oshie. Um, I, I, when that contract was signed, I was convinced that was going to be a, like, the Capitals really don't have that many dumpster fire contracts. This is one I was really nervous about and still am maybe a little nervous about because he's signed for another six years. And that's a lot. And with someone, and the bigger thing I think is like, I mean, right now his production has been great and I think it's going to continue to be strong, but I'll just be honest here. The concussions scare me a little bit. Yeah. And I, you know, you wonder like, it, you know, in the way he plays, you know, and the fact that he's like very aggressive, even though he's not the biggest player in the world, you know, I, I'm a little concerned about that. So I have, I have him at number 10. Have you already given your number 10? I forget. Uh, yeah, I think that was my 10. All right. Okay. Three, four, so five. before we go to break, um, I'm going to have you talk about top prospects because, and the reason why we're going to do it here is we didn't rank them in the trade values standpoint, but Look, I mean, all these prospects have undoubtedly a lot of trade value, maybe not as much as some other teams in the league because the Capitals, I think, were just rated as like the 28th best farm system, which is understandable, you know, because the Capitals have been really good for a really long time and traded a lot of their picks because, yeah, they should probably. But, you know, now you pay for it a little on the back half. But uh, I don't know, Luke, is there uh, any kind of particular prospects you would see as having the most trade value or just what their best prospects are, I guess, at this point? Because those are probably one and the same at this point. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I'll preface it with Samsonov just graduated, that yes. list, I'd say. Um, but he was probably the number one. 
Yes. Uh, he's just so good. But For good I, reason, we have now learned. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, thankfully. Um, so McMichael, uh, I mean, if you know anything about Caps prospecting a little bit, you know about McMichael. Yes. He's uh, killing it, uh, to say the least. He's pretty good at juniors, eh? <laughs> that junior I tournament, he was something. A bit. And <laughs> uh, he was, le- I know he's leading the league before he left for World Junior. They missed 10 games, but he's still like sixth in points or something. Yes. Uh, but what's most impressive about McMichael is his, the way he, he does not rely on his teammates at all in terms of points like you'll see a lot of so for instance before he left uh arthur kaliev who's taken shortly after him he was number two in points but his teammate was tied with him for second in points so he had a teammate that he was just you know getting points with he was a centerman so he was just killing it with him and i'm not saying that kaliev was relying on him because not because kaliev's really good but if michael before he left for juniors he had 23 more points than anybody else on his team jeez and even now, I think when I checked yesterday, he even after missing ten games, he still has like sixteen more than his. Even missing ten games has fifteen around fifteen more points than the next player on his team, which tells me that he's not relying on anybody. He's creating offense on his own with everybody anybody he's put with. He's doing yeah. Um, and I when I did the I did the top ten in the OHL recently a couple weeks ago and. Everybody on that list was like the highest was like maybe seven more points than the next person on their team, but Michael's like stellar than everyone else. So yeah, let's stop talking about him because he's talking. Yeah, he's he's good. He's good. Yeah, he's good. I wouldn't be surprised if he's playing playing for the Cats next year. I think he'll at least get his nine game before they'd have to burn a year. They might. I'm, yeah. he'll definitely get some games. But anyway, particularly if someone gets hurt, I would think. Yeah, he'll be a quick. Yeah. Um, and then, how many do you want me to do? It's like five, I ah, guess. Just, okay, give me, give me like a, give me a few sentences on each, on each of the remainder. Okay. Uh, I only the, say that because we're already at thirty-seven minutes, oh, and JP is going to kill sorry. me. So shouldn't let me talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably two would be Alexiev yep. after last year. Big, bo- big Russian boy that d- plays both ends of the ice really well. Um, still is trying to find his game in the AHL. It's not easy to be. A, uh, in your first year in the pros, but he's yeah. looking really promising. Uh, I do with Alexi Protis, third. He mm-hmm. was a surprise for everyone. He was a third-round pick this last year, and he was leading the WHL at one point in points. Uh, then he left for a tournament, uh, but he's still, I think, top five in points. Um, he's also has like 10 more points than the next person on his uh, team, so he was really surprising. Um, yeah. um, probably... Uh, Martin Fiervari before we seen him in the NHL this this year that he got the first three games and he was really flipping good. Yeah, uh, he was. I was stunned at what? how good he was. And I I know uh, BMAC wants him back up here. He said that like a couple months ago. He's like he'll definitely be back up again. Now the cap is forcing that he can't, but he's looking. I bet he's gonna look for any chance to get him mm-hmm. up here to look because as we know, our defense is kind of kind of uh, up in the air. Um, and then I would say uh, probably Brett Leeson, third mm-hmm. round pick last year, big boy. He's having a slow start in professionals too. I don't like the way they're developing him. He's only been getting bottom six minutes with no special team time. Even with we just lost Joe Snively and Scarbosa, who are two top line guys, both got hurt, and still Leeson didn't get in the top six, um, which is really frustrating to me. 
Yeah. Uh, but I think he has a bright future as well. I think him and Pertoss will make a good pairing one day in the middle six. Probably like really good third liners, mm-hmm. I'd imagine. So, cool. so there's my top five. I'll, get, there's my, I'll leave it at that. No, that's good. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, uh, we're at 39 minutes already. Uh, this has been fun, though. Um, So uh, we're going to take a break. And uh, on the other side, we're going to finish up the list. Uh, We're going to we're going to go a little faster. I'm blaming myself for this one because I (laughs) I like to talk. Uh, But uh, on the other side, yeah, we're going to finish up the list and kind of give some overall thoughts on this project. So uh, stay tuned. Welcome back to Japers Rink Radio. Still joined here with Luke. And uh, Luke, we're going to kind of speed through some of this. So yeah. we're let's go. We're going to start bunching these a little bit. So give me your 11 through 15. <laughs> okay. Well, I think my 11th is the last standalone. Like, that's the easy pick. Okay. And my 11th was Eller. Okay. Um, uh, you already talked about him. He's just so underrated. We, when he steps into top six, it's like nothing. They don't skip a beat. If yeah. Backstrom, anytime Backstrom is out and he jumped in the second line, they still produced. Um, and he's getting paid, he's getting paid like nothing, like three million. So, yeah. um, but then, so after, yeah, yeah. Then after that, then it's like a bunch. Then it's in bunches. I'd probably go Gudis, uh, Haglin, uh, Hathaway, and or I guess Kempney would have been first. But those four, yeah. You know, they, they're just uh, – Kempney would probably – would have been up there with, you know, Eller and stuff. But after his injury, he just hasn't been the same. Gudis yeah. has been really reliable, uh, you know, that bottom three spot. And he's only getting paid $2.3 million, So – and then Haglin's an elite penalty killer and defensive player. Like when he's on the ice, I'm like, oh, yeah. we're not going to score on. That's good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but he does, his offense is – basically non-existent so yes. that's uh, you're giving away but he's worth it for the penalty kill yeah great agreed and i mean only only getting paid what like one and a half mil or something like that yeah 2.7 two po- oh haglet yeah yeah i was i mixed up with him in halfway um, uh yeah yeah um okay cool halfway too yeah halfway yeah um okay i'm gonna go one through 16 because there's there's a reason for this i promise um okay. <laughs> 11 i and it, before i get into this i think it's interesting we kind of took i think two different routes and i think mine i've now kind of decided is like what me as a opposing gm would value as the trade i think that's okay. kind of yeah. like what i the way i thought about this and uh which i think is good i think it's like kind of a different way we both thought about it um so uh, mine is going to be a little bit of a mush here too and then there'll be stuff at the end so that's i think interesting to talk about so 11, I have Siegenthaler um, yeah. making, still in his RFA, still is a good defenseman. I think it's someone who's actually really developed in the last couple of years. Yeah. As And I wasn't expecting him to be, I think, as good as he is, which is, yeah. you know, really like a very reliable bottom pair defenseman, which isn't nothing because bottom pair defensemen play a lot more than you think they do. Mm, so, yeah. yeah, like he has, I think, a lot of value. Um, 12, I went with um, another guy on an entry-level deal who... I, I don't know about you. I notice whenever Brandon Leipzig is on the ice. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know yeah. if it's good or bad all the time, but I always notice him. Yeah. And I think most of the time it's good. And he's on what is maybe the best fourth line in hockey. So yeah. I give him a lot of credit for that. Um, 13 is a guy that I didn't like this contract a ton when it was signed, but I think the Capitals are kind of figured out the way he needs to be used. And 13, I have Carl Hagelin. Like, I think that mm-hmm. he's been someone who really 
they know what his role is, which is to be a penalty killer and to really kind of drive possession on what is a very solid third line. You know, maybe one that doesn't score as much as you'd like, but I think possession-wise has been very good. So I, I look at Hagelin, I think there actually might be a role for him maybe up in the lineup as potentially a defensive buffer to a Kuznetsov. I've, I've talked about that before as something I would consider. Um, I know they thought about that too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Hagelin, I think a contract that, I don't know if I still would sign it, but I think he's he's been valuable, you know, in his own way. And at the same time, 2.75, really not that bad for a third-line winger. So, you know, that's about right, right about what you'd expect. Uh, 14, I have Hathaway at, you know, someone who is a, you know, fourth-line center, but, you know, one that is, I think, properly paid. I don't like the fact that they had to make that deal four years. That seems strange. But 1.5 million is very, very, very reasonable. And he's someone that, Kills penalties really well. Like, is it just a, uh, you know, certain types of players who quote-unquote kill penalties, but they get shelled? Like, Hathaway's actually, I think, pretty good at it. And then, um, yeah, so I have, I have Hathaway at 14. And then at 15, 16, I make the joke that I mix these players up all the time, and I'm just going to put them together. Uh, I have Travis Boyd and Nick Dowd, like, oh, okay. tied together. Um, Boyd is someone that... Uh, he's had a tough time cracking the lineup. He's still on his entry at level. Dowd is three years at seven, uh, uh, under a million. I think it's 750K. Uh, they're both fine, you know, and I think that the Capitals, I think, have done smart things by not overpaying players like, you know, a Boyd or a Dowd. And you look at other teams like giving Jay Beagle $4 million a year or whatever, right? You know, that's not a trap that other teams haven't fall. It, like, other teams fall into that trap. So, you know, I look at them and I'm like, yeah, you know, like, these are guys that are bottom six players, but they're paid like that, you know, and that's good. So, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at for that. So, I'm at – so, who is your number – I don't know. Take us home. What, what, uh, give us give us the last players on your list. Empty the barrel. Um, the last players are, and again, it's like these guys can just. It's kind of it's just bunch like yours. It's yes. Dowd. Uh, I mean, what you like? Just everything you just said about all these guys. Dowd's just a really good, reliable four C. Yep. He's better than I think people than anyone. Like when we signed him, I was like, okay, number thirteen guy, but he's turned to a really good fourth line center. Yep. And Penn PKer Leipzig is a beast out there. He's so much fun. Uh, that fourth line is definitely the best fourth line in hockey, and their yeah. possession numbers are unreal, like insane. They're like they're like rocking like sixty plus percent shot share. Yeah, it's something, and even like Micah's um, distiller shot map, they're close to like plus thirty offensively and negative forty defensively. They're, like, they're psycho. <laughs> yeah, they're just like <laughs> unreal. I'm like, okay, and I think, I think. They're fun to watch now, but I think in the playoffs they're going to be a huge part. I think they're yes. going to get some clutch goals for us. Um, Siegenthaler, who I think is extremely underrated. I would, I mean, I if I was ranking it just by players on our team, he'd probably, he'd definitely, he probably might be top ten. I think he's like mm -hmm. he's developing into. He came out of nowhere because he did nothing in the AHL, not nothing, but he's all right. Yeah, but he's one of those players that, and there's players like that. They do nothing in other leagues. They get to the NHL. There's something different. Um, kind of find their niche. You know what I mean? Yeah. And his like his the shot maps I was talking about. He's like a minus fifteen. Like he kills it def defensively. He's, offensively, he's nothing really. Yeah. But hey, when you're getting paid that that little and you're suppressing shots, and he's um, I think he leads the elite team in penalty, uh, penalty kill time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Which is like a, a weird random thing until you realize, like, yeah, he's actually really good at it. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. He's just a very smart defensive guy. He makes the good first pass out. He does nothing else beyond yeah. that. But, hey, that's valuable in this league to yeah. be puck movers just to get the puck out. Uh, Jensen, who I'm sure is disappointed just about everybody. Uh, yeah. I, he's in that weird thing of he's probably not as bad as people think, but he's not as good as we thought he would be either. Yeah. Because um, he's meshing well with Orlov. I think they have he like a yeah. 54 expected goals, which is really good for your second pair that is doing a lot of defensive lifting. But I thought I, – I just really thought he – because he was so good. He was like top – he was like a top five guard and war player in Detroit. So I was yeah. like, ooh, Kier, he's going to kill it. He only has to play second pair. Yeah. He's playing, you know, I'm like, oh. I think it's because Detroit maybe had a bit more simple system and ours might be a little bit more – yeah, I think I think our breakouts are probably a little more complex than yeah. Detroit's, and exactly. whereas I think Detroit, his job was to get the puck out of the defensive zone. Yeah, exactly. You know, the Capitals like want to skate with speed and stuff like that. You know, I wonder, yeah, a little bit. He's yeah. I think had a tough time adjusting. Yeah, and he's he's getting better and better. I know people yeah. lost it during the Philadelphia game during that turnover, but he also wasn't helped out. But anyway, yeah, but he could be better. But he's not as bad, I think, as people are saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have Boyd, who is really underrated offensively, but he just yeah. can't get the lineup, which is – I don't blame him. It's hard to get into this lineup. But when he's in the lineup, he was – I think he was like 30 – More skill than you think he would have, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like 30-something and 5v5 points in the league. Like yeah. Per 60, per 60. Like he, when he's in, he put he, – because he has great vision. He's good along the boards. He's like a, a, a Oshi light. Like he just has – he's – he plays his boards really well, and he has a, some skill. Yeah. He, he does really well, but he just can't make it to lineup. Poor buddy. Yeah. Poor yeah. guy. Yeah. Poor, poor one out for Travis Boyd. <laughs> yeah. Poor, almost millionaire. Yeah. I think he'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if, if I have anything left. Yeah. Did I mention? I think good job. Good. We did uh, it. Um, all right. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through my last ones. Um, and this is kind of the area where I call, like, bad contract land and here's the caveat and the thing that like and we'll talk about overall thoughts in a bit but the one thing i really noticed is like the quote-unquote bad contracts the capitals have like aren't bad contracts because they're usually underpaid and you know like if maybe if they're not playing super well that's not the end of the world i think so i start with 17 and i'm just gonna bite the bullet on this one like you know like right now what i trade for Braden Holpe with $6.1 million on a contract when he's an expiring UFA and he's really struggling. Like I, I wouldn't, you know, yeah. and I, do I still think he could be a number one goalie in the playoffs? Like maybe, right? Like he's done it before and he's really good in the playoffs, but right now as it stands, I, I don't think his trade value honestly could be that much. Like yeah. it, it could be a little lower, but you know, we're now talking where he's had like, one decent season sandwiched by two pretty mediocre seasons. And it's looking like, you know, maybe he's kind of struggling a little and stuff like that. So I rank him at 17, 18. I put Gudis. Um, I like Gudis and I think this is actually a pretty reasonable deal. And I think he's pretty sturdy, but you know, you wonder like is, uh, you know, he's, he's not the best skater in the history of the world. He's a better passer than I gave him, than I thought yeah. it would be. Um, but yeah, you know, not anything too special. And I think 2.35 is actually probably like about right for that, you know, so not going to get on a surplus value. And then the bottom three at 19, I have panic. Um, and this one kills me because 
I think that his underlying, I think he's getting better and I think his underlying stats are really good. He's playing on that third line, but you know, he's just not putting up the kind of points that you need for that, you know, for what the role they gave him was. And yeah, you know, like I just, it's tough. And I mean, four years, but here's the thing, like the last three contracts I'm going to talk about and he's, his included under $3 million a year. So Look, if you needed to get rid of Richard Paddock, you could do it pretty easily. It's not like a yeah. Brett Seabrook level contract, you know, like yeah. he can still play, you know, like he's not. Yeah. So again, we're talking about like the worst contracts in the Capitals and we're still saying like, these are not bad contracts and like arguably, you know, about correct. So I think it really shows how well the caps are run. I'm going to go, uh, Kepney and Jensen as 20 and 21, um, I agree with everything you said about Jensen. I think I'm going to need to see some development, which might be coming. And I think he does play well with Orlov and he's a really good skater. So, you know, I kind of wonder, like, he hasn't scored a goal in forever. And I think, like, maybe if he gets one, that might help a little, you know, and, like, kind of, like, make him play a little easier and looser. Uh, He's had a tough time. I think he's moved up and down on the lineup a little bit, you know, so I'd look at that. And then Michael Kempney, I know you've written about him. I know that... I, I'm starting to get a little nervous about whether the ham, I mean, cause that hamstring injury was really tough, right? Yeah. You know, and like, months you didn't play. that's a long time. Yeah. And I mean, hamstring in particular, right? Like, you know, I am not the world's best, best skater, although I'm getting better. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I would imagine that just like trying to learn how to skate again after a hamstring, like a, like a, uh. what, a grade three hamstring tear or whatever he had, like. That, you know, you kind of wonder, like, I I hope he's still the same player and can get back to that form, but I think it's fair to question whether that's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. He was, like, what, 29? Yeah. Something, so. The good news is it's uh, it's a left-handed defenseman, which we have about 60 of. Yes. uh, Like, Fyavari, Alexiev, Siegenthaler, and we always forget about Juice. Yeah. uh, Who we know is really good, so it's not the end of the world if he is like for some reason is like super kaput yeah, and if he's cooked, yeah. last, I mean, getting paid 2.5 million like yeah which is like eminently reasonable and you could totally yeah. just trade that exactly yeah um okay all right so luke i think we kind of talked about some of the lessons here a little bit uh i mean for me i think it's it's interesting that we came at a different place in terms of value and i think it kind of led to some interesting decisions on our list so I don't know, kind of what are, what are your kind of general thoughts about this exercise and kind of what did you what did you kind of learn about the Capitals roster and kind of the way they've made decisions? Well, I think the the one you really brought up uh, towards the end was they really don't have any bad contracts. Yeah. Uh, like, honestly, it's like... Knock on wood for some of these, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, our last one was we had Like and then we had Orpic. Um, yes. But even then we won with Orpic. And so, yeah. and we don't have any like, Hopis... You know, we're if as long as we don't resign him, which we definitely shouldn't, um, we don't really have any bad contracts. It's 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 really good to see because you look around the league and just about every team has that one guy. You're like, oh gosh, Um, (laughs) I think Caps have just done a really good job of not getting into because Cap is Cap is like another player. It's huge. You need it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I mean, the Capitals right up against it, but. Yeah. You know, it, it's been tricky because I've 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 looked at it and been like, uh, and you know, 
and this is that was kind of one of the inspirations behind this exercise is I've been in like, well, where would they trade a player to get cap space? And you're just like, there's not a super obvious answer. And, you know, I think it's something that, you know, McClellan has struggled with a little in terms of like just dealing with routine roster moves at this point, you know, like it. <laughs> It was to the point where, like, I think the fact that Chandler Stevenson was making, like, $300,000 more than they thought he would was, like, a reason to jettison him, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a that's a good position for a team to be in, you know, to be like, yeah, like, we're, we're capped out, you know, but at the same time, like, it's because we have a lot of really good players signed at really reasonable deals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, Luke, uh, this was a lot of fun. Where can people uh, find you on uh, the social media stuff, and uh, where can people find your work? Um, well, you can find me, my social media, my twits, my Twittervilles. Yeah. Um, it's just my name, Luke Adamanis. Um, the very good tweets. I enjoy them. Yeah, if you just want the hockey, that's it. Because yeah. everything else social media-wise is just uh, my dog's. So pictures of my dogs everywhere. So it's not, unless you really want to see my dogs. Um, <laughs> and I'm writing for Japers, even there though I've been like lately. Sorry, uh, Japes. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting, yeah, I, I apologize too. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, we're, you know. we're just a podcast that will apologize to you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put more out. So yes. yeah. yeah, thanks everyone for anybody that's read uh, anything I've written or listened to my, my rant. So thank you. There you go. There you go. Um, and uh, you can find me at uh, GregY underscore JR. That's my new Twitter name. Uh, it's much better than Greg Young 3, I think. So I'm, I'm proof uh, a little cool. bit. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Um, and then you can find me there and find my stuff at Japers. Uh, I published something a few weeks ago, uh, but I am actually working on a couple other things. So uh, stay tuned. Um, and uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Japers Rank Radio. Uh, if you like the show, you should subscribe. Please subscribe. We could definitely use it. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, interact with the Twitter. Um, I hear a very smart, good person is running that Twitter. I don't know anything about them. Oh. Um, but, yeah, okay. it's, it's a really good Twitter. Uh, so you should definitely follow that at Japers Rink Radio. Uh, and, uh, yeah, follow the site. Follow everyone. Um, and, uh, yeah, so you enjoyed that. Yeah, give us a five-star review and uh, stay tuned because uh, – Next week, and I'm very excited to announce this to those who stayed to the end. Uh, next week, we are going to have Dmitry Filipovich on uh, as someone who I am very excited to talk to. And uh, I think Adam might be on that one, too. So we're going to be, uh, you know, firing him questions from everywhere. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, stay tuned next week. And uh, thank you for listening.